Hey, Badass Girl Gang. We are back even round two of this one podcast. Sorry, Sierra. I had to make one little quick jab at you. You have to. It's Um, honestly, it's fine. (laughs) So round two recording this podcast because the first time someone forgot to press record, not mentioning any names, but it wasn't me. Um, (laughs) So yeah. But today it is International Women's Day. We are recording this on March 8th, although you won't hear it till Monday the 11th. Happy International Women's Day to all our badass babes out there who are crushing it, who even if they don't feel like they're crushing it, they're crushing it because you're like, you're alive and you're doing shit. So that's impressive. I want to start off today with a quote from the late, great Maya Angelou. She says, I come as one, but I stand as 10,000. And I think this is so powerful because not only do we feel alone sometimes, we have to remember there is a crew of women always backing us, but not only the, the women that are alive, it is our ancestors. It is the women who brought us to this moment in time. It is the game changers in history who have created and paved a path for us to be where we are, where it's now socially acceptable for us to be mothers, career women, to live the lives we desire and chase our dreams because women before us created this path for us. I think that is so powerful. And from that quote, I want to jump over to Sierra. And she did a little research on what International Women's Day is all about. So let's hear it, girl. Yeah. So I did not know International Women's Day was always celebrated on March 8th, regardless of like what day of the week it was. I just thought it was more so for the what day of the week. But it is. It is celebrated annually on March 8th. Now, some history lesson for you, because I'm going to get real technical here. So... After the Socialist Party of America organized a Women's Day on February 28, 1909 in New York, the 1910 International Socialist Women's Conference suggested a Women's Day be held annually. After women's suffrage in Soviet Russia in 1917, March 8th became a national holiday there. The day was then predominantly celebrated by the socialist movement in communist countries until it was adopted in 1975 by the United Nations. So today, International Women's Day is a public holiday in some countries. It is not a statutory holiday here in Canada. Um, And in other countries, it's even largely ignored altogether. So, and also something I found was really interesting is it is also a day of protest. Now, that is both a positive and a negative piece. So, you know, we know that there's still a lot of work to be done in women's rights and equality. So a lot of the time women take this day to protest to move those... um, rights and freedoms forward but there is also a lot of places that actually protest the freedom and the equality of women on this day as well Um, but traditionally it is a day that celebrates womanhood and all things surrounding that so i wanted to also mention this year's theme is balance for better which is better the balance better the world and i think that is amazing amazing i love that balance it up okay So Sierra also did a little bit of research within this and information about the Me Too movement came up, which I think is really important because I had no idea. So Sierra, tell me about what you learned about the Me Too movement. Yeah, so we know that the Me Too movement over the last couple of years um, has really, you know, been the forefront of, you know, social media movements in the film industry, in the news, in the media. Um, But it actually didn't start a couple of years ago, despite what we all think about, you know, when the hashtag came around. It actually started, and the original founder of the Me Too movement is Tarana Burke, and it started in the 90s, so obviously a long time before 
social media and the hashtag and all those types of things. So since then, she has also founded Just Be Inc., which is a nonprofit organization that provides support for victims of sexual harassment and assault. And I think the Me Too movement um, should be widely talked about on this day and every day because it is something that um, it happens so often in many different industries, just in women's lives. And women don't always feel like they have the voice and the power to speak about it and tell their truth and really make change around that. So I think when big names like celebrities are coming about a, a, coming out about their past experiences, it gives other women um, the power to talk about theirs. Absolutely. When I was in New York this fall is kind of when the Me Too movement blew up in the, in the film industry. And everywhere in the subway, there were papers that just, white papers all over the subway that said, hashtag Me Too. And women went and wrote their story on these papers. So some papers would have like 10 different stories on them. So when you're waiting for a subway, you would see many people reading people's stories. And even though there was no specific face to that story, it was very, very, very empowering to watch women rise together. And I'm honestly sure there were men who wrote too, but again, you don't know. Um, their story about me too and like how it's happened to them as well and you watched women rise together and you watched men rise with women and saying your story is is powerful you are heard it is important for you to speak it is important for you to share if you are comfortable and if not we're here for you when you're ready and I think that's really really important and even in bringing in men into the conversation a lot of times it's men don't think that they fit in when we talk about me too, or they don't think they fit in when we talk about women rising. But Sierra and I talked about this prior to the podcast. We believe they fit in together hand in hand and we rise together. We don't rise alone separately and create these two different movements. It's us coming together as a collective and realizing we're equal as a human being. And there's see, as Sierra said in our last version of a podcast, now I'm still in your words. I'm so sorry. There's enough room at the table for all of us. <laughs> yes, there is. That's, I would have forgot about that because we had a really good first one and it's my fault. So, <laughs> But, but we're here together. We're a team, girl. Yes. It's okay. Yes. And there's enough tape, room at the table for us both, okay? <laughs> Even if I make jokes, there's enough room. Yeah. But there is. There's enough room. Like I said, it was the best joke I've ever made in the last podcast. There's enough leafs we can add to the table for everyone to sit and... I would say we both recognize we're coming from white privilege. I always want to preface that in today's, not necessarily in today's world, but just saying like, we do have one very specific viewpoint. We're learning to grow and change our viewpoint by listening and learning from other people and letting other people take the stage and, and listening to stories. And, but our viewpoint is very, very specific right like it's it's specific but we try we're trying to expand we're trying to be better we're trying to grow just like everyone else should like put some effort in we're all putting some effort into that which i think is important so there is room at the table for all of us but we with our white privilege this is a good point have to help make room for people who aren't as privileged as us yes we have to we have to use our privilege to help others and i think that's important to note yeah, we didn't note that in our last one. And that is a huge, that's a huge point because we do have so much privilege as, um, as white women. Um, 
and it is really important to share that and help pull other women, um, you know, of different races, of different cultures, of different backgrounds to the forefront so we can all fight together. Because you know what, when I was looking through some of the lists that are out there on the internet of, you know, the most powerful or most leader, the most leading women in whatever year it was, you know, it was actually really inspiring to see majority of them were actually not white women. They were, you know, women from India, women from Africa, women from all over in maybe not the most privileged areas of the world. And it was amazing that they're still taking um, full advantage of what they can do as an actual person on this earth to make things better and not, you know, not amazing them breaking through those barriers to make change. So, um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was actually really, really interesting. I love that. It's so true. I'm just like, I'm so inspired by all women who are rising and using their story and just being a badass. Like that's totally what we're seeing right now. Like when I think locally, globally, it's women who are just authentically them, unapologetically them, and they're creating massive waves in so many industries. And I think it's really important to like be for women. And I, I really think our, the next generation coming up is going to be for women because I have like younger people following me on Instagram who are like in their earlier twenties or in their late teens. And when they post a picture of themselves, they have like 60 comments of all their girlfriends being like, girl, you're a babe. And it's all positive. When social media first came out, it wasn't always like that. There was a lot of like joking hate and there is still a lot of hate. Don't get me wrong. But like friends being like, oh, you bitch, you're pretty. And it's not like that anymore. It's like, wow, you are beautiful. And it's coming from a very authentic place. And that's how I know the next generation, like that we are paving the road, but the next generation, it's going to be even better. And then it's going to get even better and better and better. Because if you look at the generation below us, they're doing so much good stuff for the world, for the environment, for each other, they're they're rising with each other instead of being in competition. Where I, I believe you and Sierra, you and I, we grew up in a time where it was more we had to compete with each other. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's um, that that's a really good point because I do believe um, we have to empower and work together in order to create change. And and the more we work against each other, compete with each other, it's going to significantly slow that process down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we wanted to share with you on a global scale who we, who were inspired by. And then also let us know on our Instagram, message us, DM us, comment on our post, who inspires you on a global scale. So Sierra, who is your global inspiration? Okay. So I have a few um, women that I was kind of, I knew had to be on my list. So number one, Ashley Graham. Um, She is a plus size model And I think she's doing amazing things. Like she's worked, you know, the modeling industry for a long time. And even still now, you know, you have to be that certain size, that that certain look to be walking these major named shows. But for her, you know, she has, you know, curves. She is not your, you know, your size two type of runway model, but she's walking in these major shows and she's, 
so body positive. Um, you go onto her Instagram or her Facebook page or anything she really posts about, and it is just flooded with positive comments and embracing your body and just embracing who you are. It doesn't even just come down to your physical appearance. It's really just embracing who you are and running with that because at the end of the day, you just you have you are who you are, and the, and a lot of the time you can't change some of those core core values. So she was definitely somebody that I had to have on my list because I really look up to her and I think she's beautiful. So she's definitely on there. Next is Beyonce. And I mean, I've loved Beyonce for a long time for so many different reasons. Um, obviously she's an amazing singer. She's an amazing, I, I love her as an actress too. She's been in a few movies. Um, she embraces everything like about being a fierce woman and feminism and all those types of things. She's won 22 Grammys, which I think is amazing. Um, she's sold over a hundred million records all while, you know, raising a family, being married, you know, she still has her personal life. And I really commend her for almost keeping that a little bit separate from her career, from the public eye so that she can still have those, those private moments, which I think are so important. Um, not only that, she does contribute to so many types of, um, you know, obviously she's African American and that's so important, um, for her to bring awareness. I know when she, I believe worked on a Vogue campaign, she had full creative, um, control over the photos and how everything looked. And she was actually, um, used that type of leverage and power to bring on the first African-American photographer to shoot for a Vogue cover, which I think is amazing. So, you know, she's really taking things that are important to her and bringing them to a wider scale and using her platform for better, which I think is amazing. Um, and not only that, like she's rich AF, which I think is super amazing. She's in a power, power relationship to her husband's Jay-Z. They're worth over a billion dollars combined. Like it's crazy. I didn't say million. I said a billion. I'm sick right now and I have a strange voice, but worth over a billion dollars, which is crazy and amazing. And I, I love it. I love everything she stands for. Um, <clears throat> next is Michelle Obama. And I actually saw Michelle Obama speak last year when she was in Saskatoon doing her, um, I can't even remember what the tour was called. Do you remember Lana? Cause I know you were there too. Do you remember it all? I, I, I think it was actually just an evening with Michelle Obama, like something like that. Yes. Yes. Anyways. So she was there and it was more of like an interview type style, but she had some amazing answers and just her insight about, you know, living through the white house and what that time was like. She was the first African-American first lady in the white house. And I think that is an amazing feat. I remember when Barack Obama was elected, it was huge, not only for the U S but for the world, it was moving major changes. And she, you know, she was a huge part of that. And then during her time in office, she led so many meaningful initiatives most like most notably her let's move campaign where she was helping fight childhood obesity which is a growing problem in america and i know we talk about being our authentic selves but it's still so important um for our young kids to be eating healthy healthy meals healthy lunches and that was really important to her and making sure kids move and are active so she was definitely somebody on my list for sure and then finally um, is Ellen DeGeneres. You know, I think she just saying her name speaks for itself. But when she first came out as a lesbian on TV, she had huge repercussions for that. She lost show, um, her show at the time. Um, she had <clears throat> was pretty much shunned in Hollywood because of this. Everybody around her was telling her, don't do this. But you know what? She said, I need to do this. I've been living my inauthentic self for so long and I need to be who I am because this just isn't worth it anymore. And obviously that turned out pretty well for her because we all know where she's at now. 
Um, and also she's won and she was awarded the presidential medal of freedom in 2016. And I remember that image of her crying, like that's amazing to be given something like that. Um, and it just reminds us that the world should be more fun and a loving place. And obviously with dancing, you know, (laughs) so, um, I, I love adding Ellen in there for sure. So those are, those are my global scale, um, women that inspire me in leadership and, and all that sort of stuff. So Lana, what about you? I love that Ellen was your last one because Ellen actually came out to Oprah on the Ellen show. And uh, that's, I think Oprah was playing like her psychologist or something on the show. And, and so, yeah, Ellen came out to Oprah on, on the Ellen show on national television. And um, yeah, so Oprah was there and Oprah is my global inspiration. She, I often say that I want to be like Oprah when I grow up, but she, I grew up on Oprah. Uh, every time I came home from school, I would turn on Oprah and watch her show, watch her interview, watch the way she would interact with her audience. And when she first started, cause she like ran from the nineties to the two thousands, her, her show was quite long before she created the own network. And so it started out as more of an interview based and she would interview murderers. She would interview the, the realm was like so massive of who she would interview. And it turned into her giving away a lot of stuff because she had probably people who wanted to donate, but like she, everyone pictures Oprah as like, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. even in the beginning, like there was nothing about her story that wasn't a struggle. And I encourage you all to go back and listen to Oprah's story of when she was younger, what she went through, all the things that she had to overcome to be who she is now inspires me to the max. It's like, it's mind blowing how much she went through, even to the point where producers wanted her to change her name. They said her name wasn't that likable and it should be something more like Paige. And now if you, Y'all remember Trading Spaces when it first came out? The first host name was Paige Davis. And I remember this because it was a specific interview where Oprah was telling Paige the story. She said, well, my producers wanted me to have a name like Paige because it was more likable. And Paige responded, that's so funny because my producers wanted me to change my name to a more likable name like, you know, Oprah. And it's crazy. So she started out with people wanting to change every part of her, she stuck to her guns and stuck to her authentic truth. And now people are wanting to be like Oprah and Oprah. So I think that's, I think that's really powerful to remember in the beginning. I think we said this in another podcast in the beginning, when you're paving the path, everyone's gonna be like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Then you get to a point. It's how do you do it? I want to be like you, but you have to pave that path first and you have to go through that first, that strife that that hardship first and then you'll get to a point where i'll be like well how did you do it i want to do that i want to be like you and oprah did that and honestly listen to oprah's podcast her her master class is amazing um she is oh, she's just a powerhouse i just like I, I really want to be oprah when i grow up i really want to be oprah so that is who my global powerhouse woman is that I inspire to be because I've watched her transform from a network TV show to owning her own network to podcasting and always living in Oprah's authentic truth always so locally Sierra who are your local inspirations 
Yeah. So, you know, I think there's so many different women in, you know, within Canada, in Saskatoon, those types of things that I really look to. And, you know, and I follow a lot of their journeys on Instagram and say what you want about Instagram, but it's a really powerful platform for connecting different people. Um, so some people that I follow in there are really just women that, um, like I said, I've said before, I really gravitate towards people that are similar to me. So entrepreneurs that are also, um, mothers and wives and those sorts of things. Um, because I really think it's a huge balancing act, making sure you're, you know, you're watering all aspects of your life. But, um, some women that really stick out to me is Megan from Elizabeth Lynn Jewelry. She, I was just reading one of her posts a couple of days ago where she, um, what really stuck out to me is she scaled her business like 300 times in the last year. Um, and I think that's amazing because it's so hard to a run a business, especially when you're a parent and all those sorts of things. And she's both. Um, and, but to actually take the time to sit there and think, okay, how can I scale this? How can I grow my business so that it is even larger? And it's not for her. What I really like is it's not always just about making money. She's had so many types of, um, fundraising aspects on there as well. You know, I know she was doing a necklace for, um, I think it was something for, it was like a, it looks like a wishbone. It was for a girl named Marin, I believe. And it was for, to help her family. She, you know, she was diagnosed with a really terrible, I believe it was, um, some, some form of life threatening disease. And it was to help them, um, basically better the what's left or make memories with their child before, you know, time ends. And I thought that was great is, um, you know, having, having your business, but also being able to make an impact elsewhere. So she's done that beautifully. Also, um, another company I really follow Saskatoon, she Karen Saskatoon. I have pieces made by her, but it's crazy watching what her and her husband do. Like they work full time. They have a daughter, but they still kill it at night. Like right when they put their kid to bed, till they have to go to bed, like making things for all of us. And I think makers are super, um, like I've tried to dabble in that space and it's more of a hobby for me than an actual business. So I totally, um, applaud them for having that overall balance. So those are, those are two people that I kind of follow on Instagram that really inspire me. And then moving into people that are really close to me, um, my mom, I've mentioned her before. And although we aren't paving the same path career wise, Um, she's always been a huge inspiration for me, you know, being a parent, but also working at the same time. And what I really love about her is she always pushed me to do, oh my goodness, I'm going to (coughs) cough. Sorry. She always pushed me to continue following my dreams. A lot of the time, uh, you know, the older generations are people um, that have come before us that aren't necessarily familiar with what we're doing. They get scared. They don't want us to continue down that path because it's all out of love. They don't want us to fail because they don't know that path. My mom though, she always stuck by me. She's like, no, you can, I never remember my mom saying like, I don't think you can do this. Even when I was ready to give up, she's like, no, you got to keep doing this. So I really applaud her for that. And she's been a huge inspiration and leader in my life. And then of course my friends and my, you know, my extended family that are, you know, in different aspects of their life, you know, my best friend, she's a stay at home mom. She has three boys, which is freaking terrifying. You know, her husband works in the oil patch and he's away. So she does a lot of it herself. And I think that's amazing because I could not do that. Um, My other friend, you know, she went through a really rough time in her life about a year or so ago. And the growth and strides she's made in the last year is amazing. You know, she's found a career she loves. She's found, she loves herself most importantly. Um, She's purchased a home. She's realized that she doesn't need a partner beside her to be able to do all these things, which I think is amazing. 
And then, of course, my sister, and I know she'll say, oh, I look up to you more than you do to me, but I think it's so important um, for her to know that, you know, I look to her as much as she does to me because she keeps me young, she keeps me wild, she remembers that life isn't so serious, she reminds me that life isn't so serious all the time, and to have fun. So those are the major inspirations locally and really close to me that really stand out in my mind. So what about you, Lana? As you were talking that. I, I I just I read something that popped up on my phone, and I think it's just important to comment hey, on. Hey, no, wait, wait. What? I forgot you. How did I what? forget you? No, <laughs> it is important for me to say this. I'm just used. I'm I'm just trying to remember everything we said because it authentically came into the last podcast, and I need to say this. Um, you, Lana, are a huge inspiration to me, and I want to say it because how we met, I think, is really is really interesting. Um, I started following Lana on Instagram. Honestly, it's over. When did all that, when did all that stuff go down? Like probably over a year ago. Cause I feel like it was in February. Of yeah, it was year. February. Okay. Yeah. So about a year ago, even before that, because I remember when you were quitting your job and doing your, um, your business, your coaching business full time. But anyways, that's when I started following your journey. And I originally reached out to you because I wanted to work for you. <laughs> I wanted to be your VA. Um, stars didn't align at that time, but we continued talking, which I think is great because you know, that's another reason I love Instagram. It's easy to meet people. You get to see them and like feel what they're like. And you're like, oh, I vibe with this person. I'm going to continue talking. So, you know, we reached out, we continued talking. We held a conversation. We're like, oh, we should meet up. And I remember the first time we hung out, we spent all morning together. We went to two places. We went coffee. They were like, we're hungry. Let's go get lunch. And we went to a new lunch place. So that was really fun. I've never like, and I'm a shy person. So that was really out of my realm. And I loved it. I was like, oh, I met, I met a new friend today. This is great. Um, And then, you know, after that, we just found we had a lot of common goals. And what I really love about you and what attracted me to originally was how, like, how not worried about what people think, like, about you is. Like, when I see you posting those those videos at the gym and stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, first of all, how do you lift that? Because I'm, like, trying to carry my toddler and I can't. So maybe we need to get me to the gym. (laughs) But second of all, I'm like, you know, people are like, if it was me, I'd be like, oh, I do not fit in there, especially in like a CrossFit gym or a place like that. And I love that your mission is to say, no, everybody belongs here. You know, everybody can be here, whether you are the size of a penny or the size of a shoe or whatever. It's like, you know, you can be here and you should be here. You're always welcome here. And I love that because even though um, people might not say it on your posts, and I know you get a lot of engagement, so it's not about that. I'm just saying there's, you have a lot of followers and I feel like there's so many silent followers that watch you that you're really making that aren't ready to start coming out with their fears yet. But I know inside they're thinking, you know what, I can do this. And I think every time they watch your story or see a post, they get a little bit more encouragement and then they start, they'll start changing their lives. So that was, that's huge. And I had to say that and I couldn't miss that you in there. So I had to say that. Girl, you too kind, but I also paid her to say that, all of it. Yeah, that was scripted. Yeah. No, no, really, uh, she didn't, and I really do feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, before I jump into mine, and thank you from the bottom of my heart, always thank you so much. Those were unreal kind words. Mm-hmm. Came across this, and I think it's it, just the way, it, it's a guy who worded this for International Women's Day on the gram. He just said, um, these women, because he he put nine women up, but anyway, just women in general. Women did incredible things in a time where women were not seen as equal. With even with odds against sta- even with odds stacked against them, they not only prevailed but changed the course of history. That is powerful. It's so true. We don't think we're doing much now, but 
it can change the course of history. These small ripple effects have massive change that can happen. Even if it's just the next generation actually being kind to them, that's massive. So I thought that was cool to share. Anyway, locally, like Sierra was saying, it's hard to pick people locally. And it's not that I don't look up to people locally because I really, really do. There's qualities I find in people that I'm blown away. And honestly, every person I come across, as soon as I hear their story, I'm like, you're a badass. You are a total badass. Even if you don't like them at first, like Brene Brown says, people are hard to hate close up, so move in. At a distance, we can hate people. But once we learn their story, we realize we're more connected than we are not. And I think that's really powerful to remember when we are coming across these situations where we don't necessarily um, fit or we don't necessarily meld. Is that a word with people? It is now. Anyway, so the qualities I I am always blown away by are people's empathy, um, people who are so giving, people who are of service to other people, people who just show kindness even when the world hasn't been kind to them. I always have a special place in my heart for single moms because I was raised by a single mom and just what she overcame to raise us it's powerful. It's powerful to hear these stories. And I always have a soft, a soft place in my heart for them. And, and I tell my friends this, that I think they are badass. And I usually say it in a joking way. So it's not like too hashtag soft, but <laughs> I really, I really mean it. Like I really mean it when I have all these people close to me who are um, making a change in industries where change needs to be made and using their education and using their power to really, really, really just empower others, create a movement and pave a path. So it's easier, better, and just all around easy, easier, better. And just like, I don't, I don't know the other word I want. Cause I'm just like, when I think about them, I'm speechless is, is basically what it comes down to. When I think about the people I'm surrounded by, I'm speechless because there's just powerhouses crushing it and being authentic to them. Like, I'm not just going to say like, Hey Sierra, because she said it to me, like I honestly feel this in my heart. Like, do you watch her stories? Do you watch her show up authentically? Like she's a badass paving away in a brand new industry that hasn't been around for very long and she's crushing it. She rocks at doing makeup, which is like, uh, how do you even do that? How do you do your eyes? Tell me. I need to know. Lots of people ask me that, and I feel like it's really not that hard. <laughs> because she's skilled. She has skills, y'all. And then, honestly, she shows up in the plus-size industry, unapologetic, and says, look at all the shit I got. I love this. Like, I love this clothes. This is why I like this. This is not – oh, I can't talk today because it's the second time we did this. Yeah. <laughs> But she shows up unapologetically herself. And that is what I admire most about Sierra. And the fact that she is the one who um, engaged in our friendship first. Because I'm actually a shy person until I get to know people. I like to sit on the outskirts and watch people, figure out what I can get away with, then be friends with them. She just jumped in and said, do you want to go for coffee? And I'm like, yep. And that's how we became friends. That's how we made friends. Remember when we were talking about Valentine's Day? And we're like, how do you make friends when you're older? Instagram. It's how you do it. Sierra is a badass. She's a mama. She's crushing it. She's paving her own way. And I think that's so important to acknowledge because when you're in it and when you're in the tough stuff of that, it doesn't feel very badass, does it? No. It's like, I'm raising a kid. Uh, I'm doing work. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to make it all happen. 
but you are making it happen. And that's like the most amazing part of it all. So Sierra, you are a badass. <laughs> Thank you. Girl. Love you. I love this podcast for the best. And I want to be yeah. in a haul video. Okay. Yeah. Let we, Kate, no, seriously, we need to ho- hook up like a shopping time and we should do like a shop with me something, you know, I think that'd be really cool. That would be a really fun podcast shop with me. We'd obviously yeah. have to also put it on YouTube because that would make no sense. Yeah. And we're really just describing the clothes. Yeah, this fits not well. Good. Okay. Okay. Move on. That would be like everything I try on. This is shit. That's me when I shop. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So that being said, Sierra has a... Oh, frick. I cannot think. Okay, so what just happened before I started talking about my local inspiration, I somehow exited the podcast recording. I don't know how. And then I yelled, Sierra, where did you go? And now I can't think properly because I'm like still a little like adrenaline rushed because I thought I messed up the podcast for the second time. Well, it would have been your turn to mess it up because I messed it up first, but I'll take this for you. I'll tell you what we were going to do. Okay, thanks girl. Take it away. Yeah. You just listen here, okay? (laughs) So, like I had said, the theme for 2019 is balance for better. So, that's the theme starting now until we have um, International Women's Day in 2020. So, how I kind of wanted to end the podcast, and this is a question for both you and Ilana, but also for everybody listening, is how can we help support this type of theme? So, what can you do this year that is going to help the, you know, the equality of women in this world and in, in whatever industry, whether you work in, um, just your everyday life, how can, how can you help that? How can you help support that? So do you, what, what are you going to do, Lana? You tell me. So for me is you, if you follow me, you would know my goal is to unfuck the fitness industry. The fitness industry is a really shitty place. It's really shady. There's a lot of shitty shit going around and a lot of it misinformation. And just it's a, not a healthy it's funny it promotes health but it's not a healthy place and mm-hmm. so you have them targeting you as a plus size woman at all costs at, like basically it's a multi-billion dollar industry and they're targeting plus size women however there's nothing for plus size women in it like it's such bullshit and so my goal and my way to lead and balance is to create balance in an industry where there is none it's not for everyone. It's for very specific people, but they want, they're like, it's like a very exclusive club that gives you like, it's like, you can come here if you fit our little mold. So you have to do this like whole course before you can be a part of the group, but no one makes it to the course because it's all shitty misinformation. Like, don't get me started on booty blasts because they're fucking stupid. Go squat. Okay. Okay, thank you. Anyway, my goal is to unfuck the fitness industry because it is such a shitty, harmful place for people. And if I can make be a leader and a bright light in an industry that's shit, I, I'll be, I could die happy. I could die happy. Okay, Sierra, how are you going to do it? Okay, well, I love that. And I'm having ideas for future podcasts, which we'll talk about later. But um, I think you're doing a really good job already. So continue on that on that path because you're definitely going to be making, making waves. Um, so for me, I've said this a million times before, a huge thing that gets stuck in my mind is community over competition. 
Yes. Right. Yes. Community over competition. I've said too much and I don't know which way it goes. Um, like for quite a huge chunk of my life, competition was really important for me. I did not want people to be better than me. I think naturally we think that it sucks when somebody's better at something than you, but you, I'm just gonna be honest. You're never going to be great at everything. Okay. You're just never going to be. Um, and I think it's important to lift up women and anybody in general that is paving a new path. Um, even if it's something that you wanted to do first, um, you can still go down that path. There's still going to be plenty of room. We said there's still, there's lots of room at the table for everybody. Not everybody thinks the way you do. Um, and you'll be able to have, you know, your own input into making change in certain sections that maybe somebody else got to first. But for me, I want to help celebrate women's achievements in whatever market that is, you know, whether it's something that's really close to me or something that's completely different. Um, I don't want jealousy to come in because that's where things really start to break down and no change ever happens when other women or men are trying to pull people down because they're one step ahead of them. Just keep pushing them up. You'll get there at one point or maybe you won't, maybe you'll take a different path. Um, but just really helping celebrate women's achievements this year. So I'm going to work really hard at that. I love it. Yeah. We have a lot to do this year. We have a lot of work so we can create an even better world for the future generations for Sierra's little one rising up. We have to create a better world for everyone else. And that's why we do what we do. So you let us know how you are going to be better. Make, make it better. Make it equal. Make it like, what are you going to focus on this year? It doesn't even have to fit with the theme. Just how are you going to rise up with other women this year? It's really important. You let us know. Um, we want to know basically what our, what our badass girl gang is doing and like how we can support you and how we can grow with you. Like that's important to us. So on that note, badass girl gang, Round two, we out. Boom.